Greetings and welcome to episode 28 of the Prometheus Project podcast. I'm your host, Richard Bist. Thank you for joining me on this exploration of creativity. Uh, I know this episode's a little late this week. I uh, have been unreasonably busy <laughs> the past few days, and uh, even though quarantined at home, but uh finally got around to doing it, and uh, apologies for anyone who was waiting. And so let's get started. Uh, so lately I was uh, reading this book uh, called Far and Away by Neil Peart, which is a collection of essays that he wrote back between 2008 and 2010. And in one of them, he writes about how when he was young and he performed some chore for his father, like I don't know, washing the family car or stocking shelves at their uh, farm supply store. Uh, when he finished, he'd ask his dad if he'd done a good job. And his dad would reply, if it's perfect, then it's good enough. And so that stuck with Pure through the years. But as he got older, he decided to put his own spin on it. He realized that perfect is unattainable. So his take on it became, it's not perfect, but it's good enough. Now, I can see how some people might feel that that's a cop-out, an excuse to do shoddy work. But I disagree. To me, it means you did the best you could. You know you can't be perfect, but you can do a good enough job to satisfy yourself and satisfy others. In in a way, I find comfort in that. But how does that apply to art? Let's find out. So as I've mentioned before, both on previous episodes and on my blog, writers, and probably all artists, never really complete a piece of work. Instead, we abandon it. And what I mean is that we can never get the story, the painting, the song, or whatever project that we're working on to be perfect. It will never match what we see or hear or feel in our hearts and our minds. We can get close, but at some point we give up. We get as close as we can and then we just let it go. Of course, this doesn't mean we're giving up in the traditional sense of the phrase. We simply can't do anything more with it that will improve it. You know, I remember one of my uh, writing instructors at Florida State University once said that when you're editing a story, eventually you'll get to a point where you'll catch yourself adding things back that you had previously removed. When you get to that point, the best thing you can do is call it finished and move on to the next project. And I've been there. You know, I used to struggle over my stories, sweating, swearing into the wee hours of the night, trying my best to make the story perfect. In my mind... That's what writers did. That's what all artists did. I assumed that when I walked through an art gallery that every painting I saw on the wall or every piece of art that was on display in a case or on the floor or hanging from the ceiling was exactly what the artist originally imagined. Like it was a mirror image of what they saw in their imaginations. The same thing with books. I naively assumed that when Hemingway or Sylvia Plath or Stephen King published a book that it was perfect. That's the story or the poem that they saw playing out in their mind. And the words that ended up on the page were a perfect representation of the story or poem as they saw it in their head. It took time for me to realize that's not the case. And yes, I felt like I should have known better. I should have known that all along. But my own struggles with perfection left me feeling inadequate and like an amateur. Here I was, staying up late at night, getting up early in the mornings, writing and rewriting a story, or fine-tuning it if you like, but I just couldn't get it to read exactly as I wanted to. 
I feel confident that other artists go through this too, or have gone through it at some point. I mean, it's not a weakness on our part. We all want to create to the best of our ability, but the art we create will never be perfect because we, the artists, aren't perfect. But don't take this the wrong way. I'm not in any way trying to dissuade you from following your dreams or from expressing yourself. I'm just saying that we won't ever get things exactly right. And we can't beat ourselves up about that. But here's something to keep in mind. The more you do it, the more practice you, you do writing, drawing, painting, playing your musical instrument, the better you'll get at it. That's what we need to focus on, improvement. When we start out, we're unsure of ourselves. We're looking for direction, looking for our artistic voice. We're also mimicking the artists who inspire us, trying to do what they do, or at least trying to figure out how they do what they do. And over time, we develop our own artistic voices, our own styles, our own way of doing things. We find what works for us, and we run with it. But when we're learning and honing our skills, we also run into a lot of misinformation, and we make assumptions. I mean, just look at my example I noted a few minutes ago. I was under the assumption that all art was perfect, at least the pieces that saw the light of day. I thought that my stories weren't finished until they were just dead on accurate, and that assumption was crippling me and my development as a writer. Well, maybe that's overstating it a bit. I did waste a lot of time seeking perfection. Those were hours and days that could have been better spent working on a new story. But, you know, in retrospect, I guess it was educational. I mean, it, it taught me a lot about editing. That's a good thing. It also taught me to be patient, or more patient, still working on that. But it taught me to take my time when editing, to look at the drafts through a reader's eyes instead of my writer's eyes. It also taught me that I'm far from perfect. I always try to find the silver lining, you know? The way we look at life, everything is a learning experience. Every event, every accident, every success and every mistake has something to teach me. Like Muhammad Ali, the great boxer, once said, if you look at the world at 40 with the same eyes that you had when you were 20, then you've wasted 20 years. You know, and something else I want to note is the pursuit of perfection is fine. And if that's the path you want to follow, I applaud you and I encourage you. But remember, you'll never achieve it. Perfection is something we should all strive for, to be the best we can at what we do. But we can't become obsessed with finding it. That way lies madness. And I guess that's a better way to look at it. Don't necessarily strive to be perfect. Strive to be the best artist you can be. And the best way to pursue that path is to never compare yourself to others. If you're a writer, don't compare yourself to other writers. Same goes for any artist in any medium. You know, first of all, art is not a competition. It should be about self-expression and conveying ideas. Second, every artist is unique. We all have our own styles, our own voices, you know, sure, we can mimic other artists, we can copy and we can incorporate some of their tricks and techniques into our own, but we still have a voice that is ours and ours alone. The fact that we are all originals means there's no point in trying to compare with others because, well, <laughs> we're all different. Comparison is meaningless. It's just like the pursuit of perfection. So getting back to my original point, the not perfect but good enough, 
That quote is something we should all take to heart. In fact, if you feel so inclined, I recommend that you go back and listen to episode 20 of the Prometheus Project. The theme for that episode is, Are You Good Enough? And that should help to drive this point home. Perfection is unattainable, something that we can aspire to, but we'll never reach. The thing we should always focus on is being the best artist we can be. Nothing more, nothing less. That's a goal we can reach. It still challenges us to try harder, to practice, to take risks. And those are things that matter. Those are things that will make you stand out. Which is also something that Pure comments on in several of his essays. Always trying to do a better job, to find new techniques, new ways of doing things. I don't think I mentioned it earlier, but being a writer was Pure's second job. His primary job was being the drummer for the progressive rock band Rush. He was considered one of the greatest rock drummers to ever pound the skins, or as he liked to say, he hit things with sticks. But even though he was constantly voted as the best modern rock drummer by his fans and by his peers, he was never complacent. He continued to take lessons from older, more experienced drummers. In his 50s, he took to studying jazz drumming, and he completely changed his style and technique. And even then, he was still not satisfied. He knew he'd never be perfect, never reach that level of playing he wanted, but he never stopped trying to improve. As artists, that should be one of our mantras. Always try to improve. So yeah, I think that not perfect, but good enough, is what we should focus on. Do your best, my friends, and you won't be disappointed. And with that, we transition to the show closeout. Now, depending on where you're, when you're listening to this episode, you may or not be in the midst of a pandemic lockdown. And if you're like me, you're stuck at home and social distancing. The funny thing is that on one hand, it's kind of great for creative people because, hey, more time to be creative, right? But on the other hand, being stuck inside all day isn't exactly conducive to creativity. I mean, I like to interact with the world to see and hear and smell and touch things. I find ideas from everyday interactions, from talking to people and hearing their stories. But since we're stuck inside for the moment, let's take some inspiration from outside our nearest window. So here's what I'd like you to do. Go to the window closest to you at the moment. And if you're driving, please wait until you get home. (laughs) Okay, now look outside and take in what you see. Is it your yard, a street, another house or building, a skyline, a shoreline? Take it in, the colors, the movement, the way the light and the shadow plays on the plants or buildings or people. If you can, open the window and take in some of the smells, the wind, the fresh air. What do you hear? Do you hear the wind in the branches, traffic on the street, the voices of people talking as they walk by? All right, you got it? Good. Now think about how it feels to be cooped up inside, to be restricted in your movements, but also how it feels to take in the outside world, to really look at it, what you're missing being inside. How does that make you feel? Do you feel frustrated, annoyed, anxious? Or maybe you're an introvert and this could be heaven for you. If so, good for you. But still, think about these emotions, these feelings, and then do something with them. Write something. It can be fiction, nonfiction, 
Write in your journal or on your blog. Paint. Draw something. Express those feelings with color and lines. Are you a songwriter? Then write a song about these feelings. Make it an instrumental if you're not comfortable writing lyrics. But whatever you're feeling, express it in your creativity. I mean, right now, we're all feeling weird, like everything is out of sorts. We're all wound up, we're anxious, we're worried about our jobs, about money, the health of our friends and family. And that's okay, It's you're not alone. But with all this going on, you need to express yourself. Keeping all this crap inside your head is not healthy. Now's the time to be creative, to explore new ideas. Use your creativity to get that stuff out of your head, to manage it, to make yourself feel a little better. Now, let me know if this helps. You can reach me via the contact form on my website or catch me on social media. And as always, you know, please leave a review on whatever platform you uh, listen to this on and tell your friends. And so please be safe, be kind, and take some time to be creative. You deserve it. And you need it. Cheers.